When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stop it, Carlin. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm going to be more outraged yes. every hour that I yes. hear that. Because yes. that was the most – and he's coming on at 5, right? Chris Canty's coming on at 5, right? Is oh, it, well. Is it, is it, yeah, it's Chris Canty's coming on. All right, well, then but let's you call can be, Carlin uh, just can, so I can yell at him yeah, at 5. You can have like a one degree of separation of being outraged through Chris Canty. Well, we can be angry together, Chris yes. Canty and I can. Yes, we will. As a matter of fact, besides stopping when it comes to Chris Carlin, by the way, saying that thing, he's Matt Jones and Freddie coming in for Canty and Carlin. We're going to talk about the one thing Andrew Wiggins has done that we did not thought we would see in this series regarding Golden State having a 3-2 series lead over the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. That comes your way in about 10 minutes. Phone number's there for you to hang out with us at 888-ESPN 888-729-3776. Well, Deshaun Watson faced the media, had a chance to speak as a Cleveland Browns quarterback, and yeah, it probably went how you expect it. For example, how he's been dealing with all these allegations that are out there that seems like it's never going to end. Honestly, it's been, you know, it's been tough, um, you know, just trying to make sure that I, I stay balanced uh, with my, my mental and, and just my social life. But I have a great family. Um, I have a great uh, legal team and I have a great support cast here in this organization. So when I walk into the building, all that stuff is outside. I got to focus on football and my teammates, building that trust with those guys on the football field and off the field and just really just coming to work because the game plan is, you know, the season starts and, and getting everyone on the same page. He may think it's outside, but Matt, it ain't. <laughs> I, I don't really know. I mean, I you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy over the course of the year because this is not going to go away ever. So every time he goes to a new city, it's going to give you the same question. Mm-hmm. He's going to get booed and and yelled at as much as any player in in sports. And I don't really know. I I, I know he's a great player, but if you're the Browns, I don't know why you want this because this will never go away. I mean, the, the thing from a legal perspective that I don't think enough people think about is that there are 26, as of now, separate cases. The key word there being separate, mm-hmm. which means even if 25 of them settle, there's another one that will still sit there. Sure. And that means it is going to go on and on and on. And the drip See, I, in my opinion, when you talk to people who work with scandal folks, they always tell you the worst thing is the drip of the water, that every day there's a new drip. Mm-hmm. This story is going to just have drip for the next who knows how many years. It's never going away, and that's why I don't, I don't understand what the Browns are doing, and I'm not even sure they realize what they signed up for. Well, put it this way, you're the Cleveland Browns. It says a lot about that organization that you were so bent on not having Baker Mayfield as your quarterback that you were willing to overlook any potential minefield that was going to happen with Deshaun Watson, and you gave him a contract for five years and guaranteed money. No clauses in the contract that you can void it out or anything like that. You said no matter what happens, you're going to get at least 225 to $230 million in guaranteed money. What does it say about the Browns organization that they were so tired of Baker Mayfield that they're willing to go down this road. And we still don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to play football for this team in 2022 because the NFL 
They said they're going to make a decision when it comes to their investigation, whatever that is. Mark my words, after June 30, we're going to start hearing about what potential suspension could be out there. The question is, if there is going to be a suspension, maybe not if, but when, how long of a suspension it's going to be, and then what the aftermath is going to be, because, you know, the Players Association is not just going to sit by and let the NFL put that suspension out there, no matter what has been involved with Deshaun Watson. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand what they're trying to – I mean, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to win. But let's just – let's play it out. Let's, let's just play out the scenario, if you're the Browns, okay. of best possible option. Right. Let's say he doesn't get suspended. Okay. I think that's unlikely. But right. let's say he does. Okay. Let's say he plays and he's really good, right? As they win, do you not think this story becomes not just a sports story but becomes a United States story? Sure. Becomes a world story? Absolutely. That all of a sudden the face of this football franchise is – I mean, mm-hmm. think about what happened with Joe Burrow last year as he won. What, yeah. How he became this figure. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson's not going to be that figure. People are not going to rally around Deshaun Watson. I don't understand what the positive outcome is for the Browns outside of potentially winning. Mm -hmm. But with winning will come more scrutiny, and I'm not sure Cleveland is going to – how are they going to – they're going to sound like Bryson DeChambeau (laughs) trying to explain themselves – and I don't think there's going to be a good explanation. Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman and Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 and TuneIn. We spoke of the potential NFL decision. Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns was asked, "Is he ha- does he have any concern about what the NFL might decide? Yeah, I can't control that. You know, I met with the, the NFL um, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I did everything they asked me to do. I answered every question truthfully uh, that, that the NFL asked me. Um, I spent hours with those, with, those, with the people that they brought down, and that's all I can do is just tell them and be honest and, and tell them exactly what happened. And they, I know they have a job, and so I have to respect that, and that's what we want to do is cooperate. And, you know, they have to make a decision best for the, uh, the league. It's like he expects a, dis- a decision in terms of suspension is going to come down from the NFL because I didn't have to see his face, but I heard the tone of his words. He's, I did everything I could, but, you know, the NFL is going to do what they want to do. It's as if Deshaun Watson expects that he's not playing a full 17 games for the Cleveland Browns. But, Matt, to your point, when it comes to winning football and having a quarterback, and we know Deshaun Watson is gifted, usually in situations like this, winning is the ultimate sanitizer. It is not going to be as that clear cut with Deshaun Watson that organization and the guy they moved on from when it comes to Baker Mayfield, who laid it on the line for this organization playing injured. And yet that was not good enough for them to say, yep, we don't want you. We'll sign him and hope a minefield doesn't blow up in our face when it comes to Deshaun Watson. And then there's the side of it from the league. So I don't really know what the league does, to be honest with you, because I just want, again, I want you to think about whatever the decision is. Okay. okay let's say they suspend him for a year. Let's mm-hmm. say that's, that's the thing. They right. Okay. There are no criminal charges, and as I understand it, the investigation has been closed. There is no sort of smoking gun. There's not a video like in the Ray Rice case. So, like, are the, there's going to be a precedent set, and I don't know of a situation where the NFL has suspended someone for this long mm-hmm. in a situation where there's no criminal charge and there's no, like, smoking gun, right? Right. right. I, now, I'm fine with him being suspended. 
But if you're the NFL, like you're going to be setting a precedent. Let's say they only suspend him for a few games. Well, how do they justify that? How do they say 26 women's accusations is worth four games? I mean, how in the world could you do that? I don't know that the NFL can make an obvious decision here. If they suspend him, there are some perils there for the future in terms of precedent. Mm-hmm. If they if they don't suspend him, there's going to be outrage. It's just one of these situations that, like, I don't know that there is a positive ending possible in this scenario. The NFL always believes in protecting the shield and don't bring any kind of dents no dings to the shield, and there's no question, no matter what you think about Deshaun Watson, no matter what has been settled or not settled, this is dinging the shield. The question is, it's a different environment now when it comes to the Ray Rice situation, the Tyreek Hill situation, because to your point, Matt, there's no physical evidence. We don't have, we don't have a tape. We don't have audio. We only have a he said, she said situation. And we've seen the NFL more than ever before they got to be cognizant of the fact that they can't just say, well, we're going to side with the player, even though there's no concrete evidence. That's where things get murky with the National Football League. The Browns got him out there. He spoke today. That doesn't mean that this is the first step to a beginning, a new beginning for Deshaun Watson. If anything, it's only going to be a continuation. We'll see exactly how he, the Browns, and the NFL handle that when it's all said and done. Stay tuned. He's Matt Jones. I'm Freddie Coleman, Infant Canty, and Carlin. Hit us up on Twitter anytime you want at KY Sports Radio. That's Matt's handle, my handle, the Coleman ESPN. Don't forget the phone number as well, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I did not think this would happen to the Boston Celtics, and it might cost them a chance to take down the Warriors and win an NBA championship. We'll get into that next on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Well, Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us in Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and tune in. We're going to get to the one thing that I did not think we would see happen in the Celtics, and because of that, it might cost them a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. But Victor in San Francisco, he wants to weigh in on the Andrew Wiggins effect at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Victor, what you got? Let me say something, Victor, before you talk. This is Matt Jones. I want to make sure before you say, because what happens for people listening at home, they write on the screen what these people are going to say on 888-SAY-ESPN. And when I see something that looks really like it's a bad opinion, I worry for the person because I don't have the oh, really? ability. I don't have the ability to just sit there and go, yeah, that's fine. Because, Victor, if you say what this screen says you're going to say, I'm going to have to be mean back to you, and I don't want to. So choose your words very carefully, Victor. Okay. I can take the meanness because uh, I can be just as mean. So- Good. Here's okay, okay. Button. Well, I don't know about that because we control the buttons here, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to just tell you, I, I am a Golden State Warriors fan. I've watched every last game, and I understand the gravity of Curry. I understand what uh, Andrew Wiggins has been doing over these last few games, and I understand what Curry has been done. I mean, what Curry has done. But what I will say, I do believe at this point Curry is ahead of Andrew Wiggins as far as the MVP 
uh, as far as what he's done in the game, as far as what he's done, as far as uh, taking care of all of his other uh, players that are on the court to make sure that everybody gets the ball. Dist- did you see what he did, Freddie? I just want to stop because now he's just, he's just he's meandering. But did you see what he did on this screen right here? It says he wants to give Wiggins case for MVP, but he felt that if he said that, you he wouldn't be able him. to look. He wouldn't be able to look himself in the mirror. That's because you end of shamed the day. him. No, you shamed him into no, saying and that. And so now he's like, "Well, I understand. Steph is ahead, and he passes the ball. Like now he's making all the right points. And then you're going to say Wiggins is second, which, by the way, Victor, I agree with. So I appreciate that you changed your opinion, knowing how bad it was. Well, okay. Well, here's here's the thing on Jason Tatum. See, now he's even switching topics. He's now switching topics, Freddie, because he knows what was going to happen if he said his bad Wiggins. Oh, do we have to play the Price is Right theme? Really? He does. Go ahead. Now talk about Tatum. Hopefully it will be uh, a good opinion. Go ahead. Then guess what happens to Steph? What What? happens? Okay. So once Tatum starts chasing Steph around, then what happens with Tatum? Tatum loses his legs and he got tired. When he went up there to shoot the free throws, it was a yeah. miss. All right, that's enough, miss. Shannon. We should have just stopped him at the first opinion because it was it was once he should have done out, was let him have his opinion and then crush him. You crushed him before he had a chance to say something. No, because you, here's the thing: you, I don't you opinion want, shamed him. It's exactly what you just did, Freddie. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. You lie. Mean, another I'm biggest uniter, damn lie here. You I'm really a uniter, not yeah, a divider. Man, wait a minute. It's a damn shame what happened to that dog. Exactly, man. You divided Victor against Victor before Victor had a chance to speak for Victor. No, Victor understood <laughs> that he he realized the error in his ways because before of you. he said it. Because lied, of you. Lied, lied, and more lies. Exactly. Every day, I, more lies. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm here as a public service announcement really? for all of the Americans. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I'm here to try to keep you from yourself. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to let people be themselves like you're yourself. No, that, then you get Jack Del Rio. That's what you <laughs> well, get no, when people no, are being themselves. No, at that point, you can't help that with Jack all Del the, Rio. Here's what all these people that are like, – like my view is let's, – let's I know this isn't the topic, but I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll. Let's say you're Jack Del Rio, okay. and you're sitting there and you're thinking, uh-huh. I got to talk about what happened on January 6th. Well, there needs to be a phone number, Freddie, where he can call me Amen. and I can go, you know what? Don't Stop. do that. Yeah. Stop. Whatever you think you're going to say, it's not going to be helpful. No one needs a, a defensive coordinator to tell them about January 6th and George Floyd and the right. comparisons. Yeah. Stop. But here's the problem with that. He's going to get in touch with inner Jackie Childs. From Seinfeld, this is a, this is a this is a, a violation my constitutional rights. It's egregious. It's ridiculous. It's preposterous. Then you got those kind of people out there. I know, and Jack Del Rio that. will say that. Jack Del Rio, <laughs> he like, will. like, listen, did you see Ron Riviera said today that yeah. he read the First Amendment multiple times? First uh-huh. of all, who, who no does, one did. No, no one, one sits and reads the First Amendment. Not multiple but if times. You, if you read the First Amendment, you know what the first word is. Congress. Congress. Congress shall make no law. You know who's not Congress? The Washington Commanders. They can make any law they want. Yeah. The First Amendment does not apply to the NFL. Uh-huh. Ron Riviere, if he read it multiple times, should have known that. No doubt about that. T in Texas, what you got about Andrew Wiggins here with Freddie Cohen and Mac Jones on Canty and Carl on ESPN right. Radio. Here's the case, all right? Score them like this. So you got you got Steph Curry. He's got the point for their for the Warriors' first win. Second win, you got Steph Curry again, right? Mm -hmm. And he came up with a 43-point game in Boston. Now, Wiggins, everyone I think feels it, he gave us game three, right? 
So what? Here's my stake for Wiggins. I'm not going to say it's happening, but you got to give him the open door. If he shows up in Boston, puts up something like 50 and like a game-winning oh, well, shot. Oh, hang up on T. All right, course. listen to what he just said. If he, if he scores 50, 50 of course, that, that's which gonna, I don't – has he ever scored 50 no. in his career? No, he hasn't. And he's not going to score 50 in game six. If he's, yeah, if he scores 50 and hits the game-winning shot at the buzzer, sure. sure, he's the MVP. Yeah. Also, by the way, if I become the player coach in game six and score 25, maybe I'll be the MVP. It has an equal chance of happening. I, look, I love when people – nothing against T in Texas. I love when people use hypotheticals. Here's the problem. I've never believed in hypotheticals. I don't believe in coincidences. Just give me the facts of the matter. If Golden State wins game six, and I thought they'd win the series in six games anyway, if that happens, Steph Curry, outside of falling down, is going to be the MVP. You can make whatever case you want for Andrew Wiggins, but come on now. Let's call it as it is. Do you really believe T in Texas, his name was T? Sure. Isn't that a, isn't that no. a strange co- coincidence? No, it could be short for Thomas. Could be short for could be short for. Who's you know, next on the phone? M in Maryland. Well, you know who's going to be next is going to be somebody with the first name R and the last name starts with H. And he'll talk about the one thing we've seen from the Boston Celtics that we did not think we would see that could cost him a championship. After the man known as a, the the uniter known as Matt Jones has this from Vivid Seats. Well, I do have it. You know, I sit here and I think about Vivid Seats, and I got to tell you, it makes me happy because with the safe return of live events, you can actually be there to watch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. Had you been at the Warriors games, you would know Steph will be the MVP if they win. Every alley-oop slam, every one-timer, every sideline grab, Vivid Seats will help you experience live, and you can get free rewards like free tickets. Wow. All you have to do is collect the stamps, redeem them, and repeat. It's that easy. Upper level to courtside, Vivid Seats has you covered for all the events that matter to you. So grab your tickets today and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Getting out jam on a canty and Carlin. He's Matt Jones. I'm Freddie coming in for the boys today, presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series so XM Channel 80 as well as tune in. Don't forget the NBA Finals game six Thursday night, 9 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN Radio and ABC with the Golden State Warriors having a 3-2 lead after winning game five last night. Let's bring in a man who did a great job for 10 years in the NBA, now part of the Houston Rockets TV crew as an analyst. He is the Ryan Hounds, and that's his Twitter handle, at the Ryan Hounds. Ryan, I'm going to start with this. I did not think this would happen to the Celtics and that Golden State was the more physical and mentally tough team, especially in the fourth quarter versus Boston last night. How much of that could eventually cost this team the series, maybe in six, not in seven? Yeah, no, it could be everything. And I don't want to call this a must win because this team was in this situation before and they ended up winning game six and seven versus Milwaukee. Uh, But ultimately, at the end of the day, you kind of saw the game plan coming. Steph goes off for 43 points. So what's, what are we saying in the locker room? Anybody beats us but him. That's all they got. Anybody beats us but him. And you're absolutely right. Uh, but you got to expect that at home. Role players play better. So you're right, Freddie. The energy, the effort, all those things are what push them over. Andrew Wiggins was a big part. 
not trying to be some superstar, but making the hustle plays, you know, hitting his open shots timely when needed, you know, creating his own shot. That was huge and instrumental. It's much easier to do that at home. But you got to credit Steph Curry, man. They had to put such a jumbled, you know, game plan of, you know, face guarding him, no help. You know, you heard the broadcast saying playing four on four, and that's exactly what we say in our locker room. You're playing four on four right now because that guy has to be taken out. That guy can beat us, and he showed you in game four that he can. You know, Ryan, I I sit and watch Jason Tatum, and there are times during games where Jason Tatum not only looks like the best player on the floor, he looks like one of the five to seven best players in the league. But you look at his fourth quarter numbers in this series, and they're pretty bad. I mean, he's five for 21, which 21 shots in five games, that's not even very many for a star in the fourth quarter. It's almost like the aggressiveness, which is such a huge part of his success, tends to dissipate in the fourth quarter do you agree with that and if so why do you think that happens well first off you know we got to tell back I I think what's tough is that there is no best player in in the NBA there's no clear-cut guy you know obviously we got the Giannis's the KD's LeBron's the the Tatum's and we want to crown somebody and say this is what they do that's how they're going to go win a ball game and it's not and especially in the case of the Boston Celtics but wait a minute Ryan on that point hang on just a second on that point those guys you mentioned, though, Giannis, LeBron, KD, I know in the fourth quarter, even if they play poorly, they're going to shoot the ball. They're going to be making the plays. Why doesn't Tatum do that? That's not their team's identity. They didn't, the reason that Boston hadn't had the success, as all of us silly analysts had kind of trying to make the smart pick and saying, look who they have. I see them coming out the East. That's always a cool pick coming into the season until this year, is because their success is hinged on the back of their defense, their grittiness, diving on the floor. You know, they have to take on Marcus Smart's identity, not Tatum's identity. So Tatum is allowed to be the best Tatum that he can be. But unfortunately, the consistency isn't there. We're used to saying, hey, man, when it gets down to it, Kevin Durant's going to make a play. That's not who Tatum is, and that's not who the Celtics are. So that's not what's asked of them. And to Freddie's point, they have to win at hustle, that physicality effort. And that's what they've been beating the crap out of the Warriors with of late. So – no, I don't think that team has success with him being that person. Yes, we've seen him put on the Superman cape and make big performances, but also understand that from game one, the reason Al Horford was out wide open, Derek White was wide open, hitting those big open threes because the defense of the Golden State Warriors has loaded up to him, has, has transferred over to make sure this guy's taken out and he has to work uh, for his minutes. And his plus minus has been excellent in the series. So I think he's done his job. He's just not the guy that we're ready to anoint. But can he go off for 40 in the next game? Can he have huge performances? Absolutely. And I think that's going to be part of his maturity. And keep it in mind, he, Coach M.A. Udoka is doing an amazing job. and He's going to have to find ways to get him available and get the, get the ball to him and make things easier for him. And right now the game plan is, hey, man, who is Jordan Poole guarding? All right, find that matchup. Who is Curry guarding? Find that matchup. And Andrew Wiggins is also doing a heck of a job. So um, I think that's the growth of maturity. But there's a lot of X's and O's and strategy behind the scenes that we're not necessarily taking a look at through the naked eye. He played 10 years in the NBA. Now does a great job as a Houston Rockets TV analyst. Ryan Hollins joining Freddie Coleman and Matt Jones and Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I said this about a couple of days ago, and a lot of people said that's not true, but now they're starting to say it after game five. It's not so much about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, those Boston Celtics players that have never been here before, Ryan, but neither has their head coach, Emil Doka, in terms of leading a team as a head coach, and they're having to grow up against a Golden State Warriors team that has been here. How much of that could really harm the Celtics going into a must-win game six? 
you know, the Celtics are going to have to stick to their identity. I think sometimes in sports, when you have a connection between the head coach and the players, the players have to go out and get the job done. But he's led the horses to water. They just have to go out and drink, <laughs> you know. And I think all is definitely far from lost. You know, we've seen moments we can we can argue that three out of the first four first games, you know, Boston was more physical. They were beating the tar out of the Warriors, and and the Warriors just kind of got away, you know, with a scathe, you know, unscathed. They kind of you know were a shot or two, a missed shot or two away. So. You know, ultimately, Emay's done an amazing job, and he's going to have to find creative ways of staying at it because, yes, you know, at, at the end of the day, Draymond, Steph, and Clay, they had that experience. They know what to do. They're saying the correct things in the, in the huddle. And Steph Curry knew in game four he had to show up in a monster way, and he did. All right, Ryan, I'll just ask you the question. You know, when you, after the in the Bucks series, Bucks are up 3-2, got a chance to go to Boston, close it out, don't, and then end up losing at home. So, so Boston's done this. Will they do it again in Game Six? Do they win? And if they do, do they go to Golden State and win Game Seven? No, I, I don't think so. I think it's going to come down to seven. I think Golden State ends up getting it unless Game, uh, you know, Game Six Clay has something to say about it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we all know that we've seen that monster before. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, this is not just the end of the road. All right, this is not just done with you know they have in, in moments really been kicking the butts of the Warriors so I, I think we're going to have an interesting interesting game but I think it is far far from all over I'm still going to pick the Warriors uh, my first pick was in six but it's looking like it's going to have to be seven um, and, and ultimately we got a great ball ball game on our hands that we're going to get a chance to watch and you know the chess match behind the scenes that I want the fans to look for is are you going to allow Steph Curry to have some daylight mm-hmm. and see if he can beat you again are you going to face guard Steph Curry? You know, what are you going to do defensively? And can they win the battle of the board, the physicality, the 50-50 ball battle? That's the way Boston's going to have to play to be successful. And, and, and shoot, they're going to have to match the physicality of Andrew Wiggins, man. That boy's been absolutely balling. No one ever thought we'd say that. The physicality of Andrew Wiggins could be the key to this series one way or the other man. involving Boston versus Golden State. Like I mentioned, great follow on Twitter, the Ryan Hollins. He's an FOS friend of the show. He is Ryan Hollins, Houston Rockets TV analyst. Always great to catch up with him on Canty and Carlin. Always appreciate you, brother, man. Thanks a lot, Ryan, and enjoy game six. Anytime, guys. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. By the way, game six on ESPN Radio and ABC, 9 o'clock Eastern. You believe what he Thursday. says there? In you believe what of, he says? In terms of what? Well, the, the idea that, like, it's not the Celtics' identity for Tatum to score at the end. It I isn't. Mean, somebody's got to score at the end, and I'd know, rather it be Tatum than Marcus Smart. But that doesn't mean he's wrong because it's not their identity because how many times we've seen Marcus Smart make shots at the end or Jalen Brown how make shots at the end? How many times have we end? seen him miss it? I mean, I I'd, much, I'd much prefer to have Tatum and Brown taking those shots than Brown and Smart. I agree, but here's the deal with that. If you haven't had a chance to do that on this kind of stage, you're learning on the fly, and that's what I said to people before the series got started. I know Steph can do it. I've seen Clay do it, not just game six Clay. But it's one thing to say he's the dude, but then you got to be a dude on the stage I like agree. this. Jason Taylor has 95 turnovers in I'm the playoffs you. more than anybody else. But let me ask you a question. You're sitting there. There's four minutes to go. Right. Okay, Game's tied. Sure. Four minutes to go, and you're trying to figure out what you're going to run. I agree. I, I, you've got to have Tatum involved. And no it doubt. feels like too often he is not – you know, I mean, at the end of games, Steph's got the ball in his hands. Right. At the end of the games, Clay's taking big shots. Mm-hmm. At the end of games for the Celtics, it's Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, and Tatum is Come not on. always even there. Come on. And that you know what? That's on the coach, Emir Doka. And like we mentioned, if Jason Tatum was growing up trying to be the dude, 
So it's Ime Adoka because the first time he's been in this situation. I'm not saying that as an excuse. That's a fact because when Golden State has to have something, Steve Kerr knows exactly how to dial it up. Ime yeah. Adoka is learning that. Steve Kerr wasn't like that his first time around because he had his couple of struggles against Cleveland, but he figured it out because you got a Steph Curry, you got a Klay Thompson, other guys stepped up. Ime Adoka has a young basketball team. He's also a young coach for the first time in this situation. So, yeah, they look haphazard because when you're not used to doing this and you haven't done it before, you're learning on the fly. The problem is they may learn a hard lesson in terms of you may lose the series and there are no guarantees in a loaded Eastern Conference that you're going to be getting back there sooner than later when it comes to the Boston Celtics. Keep hitting us on Twitter. Matt's handle at KY Sports Radio. My handle Coleman ESPN. Don't forget the phone number as well. Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. The apology that was well received in the NFL locker room. Or was it? This is ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. It's really painful to watch a guy like Jason Tatum play as poorly as he has in huge spots in this series. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Chris, listen, we anointed him as a top five player in the league, Mm. and he has really disappointed in this series. For me, he's out. For you, he's out now uh, after last night. Five for 21 in the fourth quarter in this series, and just a a non-factor in so many ways. And I can't get over the fact that that's the case, especially when you consider how much he is turning the basketball over. It is, it, that number is just getting worse and worse by the day. Yeah, Carlin, it's ugly. I mean, there's no way to paint a pretty picture for it. Jason Tatum has turned the ball over an awful lot, not only in the NBA Finals, but throughout the playoffs, Carlin. Yeah. Do you know how many turnovers Jason Tatum has in this playoffs? How many? 95 turnovers Ooh. in 23 games. Wow. I mean, that's – Over four games. That's unbelievable. That's what you're looking at. That's, that's what it is. And so last night, when you have 11 more turnovers than the Golden State Warriors, that leads to 22 points for the Golden State Warriors, you're probably not going to be in a good spot. Because let's face it, Golden State in the half court has struggled to find an identity this series. And Boston, they're so much better defensively when they're able to set up in the half court. But when you get out in transition, when you have runouts, when guys are rebounding and Draymond Green is playing point forward, that's when Golden State is their most dangerous, and that's when they can take advantage. And you're feeding right into that if you're Boston with all of the turnovers. So, to me, that's going to be one of those things that we point to. Matter of fact, it might be the thing that we point to, Carlin, and when we say, okay, this is why the Boston Celtics lost the NBA Finals. It's all of the turnovers on the offensive end, and Jason Tatum is the poster boy for it. And I'm glad that you said it that way because if the Celtics lose this series – it's actually going to be more about the Celtics losing this series than it is about the Warriors winning this series. Because, well, and the, the reason I'll point to that, 
is the turnovers overall and because the number is so starkly different when they turn it over too much in a game. Yeah, and I mean and Jason, it happens too often. And and that's the thing. I mean, we we look back at the last two series, right? Jason Tatum when he has less than four turnovers, you're talking about the Seas being 5 and 0. Oh. When he has more, four turnovers or more, you're talking about them being 1 and 6. So I mean, that's the difference. Just don't turn the ball over Jason Tatum and your team is going to be in a much better place. But I don't know that that's something that they can help because this is just who the Boston Celtics are. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. An apology that was well-received, according to the head coach of this NFL team, along with Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Canty and Carlin and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80 as well as tune in. Last week, Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, he called the insurrection happened last January 6th a dust-up, and then he doubled down on when microphones were in front of him. The Washington Commanders fined him $100,000, and Ron Rivera, the head coach, said he was going to apologize on Tuesday. That actually happened today, Matt, and he said the apology was well-received. Number one, what else was he going to say? Because if it was not well-received, I don't think Ron Rivera would put out that information regarding that, Jack Del Rio, and this quote-unquote apology. Uh, yeah, I don't believe it. I mean, like, I, of course it wasn't well-received. I mean, they may not have said it to him, but they didn't. The problem for Del Rio is he's going to have a locker room that has a significant amount mm-hmm. of black players, and he compared the January 6th situation to the death of George Floyd. And right. I don't and said Black Lives Matter, you know, they were burning cities down. He used all the talking points that if I were to turn on Tucker Carlson tonight, Jack Del Rio could be hosting. That's what he did. And that's fine. <laughs> he can think that all he wants. Sure. I do not care what his opinion is. It is irrelevant to me. Right. But he has a job where those are the people that are basically working for him. I refuse to believe that they were just like, you know what? It was the same. Now, mm-hmm. did he apologize? Did, was he accepted? Only the people in that locker room know. It doesn't matter what Ron Rivera says. Sure. It only depends on, because you know this is true, Freddie, in your life. We all screw up. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, they do. Your sister and your brothers, your dad and mothers, too. I learned it when I <laughs> well was Well done. Kid. But when your mistake that you say is something people already thought you thought, mm-hmm. then yes. they're not going to forgive you. So the question is, did they believe this is how Jack Del Rio looked at him before? If they did, no apology is going to change that. If they didn't, well, then maybe they'd apologize. From what I've seen of Del Rio, he's thought this kind of stuff for years. So my guess is his players knew that and that they probably roll their eyes at the apology. He should be very lucky. And I'm not saying that he should have lost his job. I would never say that. That that's an organization decision. They decided to find him one hundred thousand dollars. If they thought they were going to move on from Jack Del Rio, they would have done it last Thursday. They would not have waited till after the weekend, a fine, and then move on from him. But I will say this: when it comes to locker room and locker room divisions or divided locker rooms, something like this 
could divide a locker room that does not have strong players in it, whether they're black, white, young, old, whatever that is. Jack Del Rio should be very lucky that two black players on that defense, Chase Young and Jonathan Allen, not spoke out for him, but Chase Young said, that's my guy. Jonathan Allen said, hey, as long as he goes out there and does his job, that's all that matters. Had it been a different tone from either one of those guys, there's no way that Jack Del Rio would have held on to his job. But people will try to use this as potential dividing a locker room. Believe me, there are things that divide a locker room. Women divide a locker room. Money divides a locker room. What Jack Del Rio said, even in these times and, and stages, more than likely is not going to divide a locker room. Here's the most likely scenario in my mind. Okay. The most likely scenario in my mind is that a lot of the players, when Del Rio walks out, just go, dude, what is with that dude? Like, like, come on. What's you up know? with that? I mean, right? that's what they do. But they're playing football, right? And he didn't say the kind of thing that makes it to where, like, you can't even, like, trust him as a human being. They just go – you know, here's what they do, Freddie. They kind of do what a lot of us do Absolutely. with older people in our lives mm-hmm. that we like, but yep. that say crazy stuff to you. They're mm-hmm. like, did you see what I read on Facebook yesterday? And you yeah. go, come on, why do you got to say that <laughs> stuff? That's probably what they did with Jack Del Rio. They sure. were probably like, look, he's good at coaching football. Just please shut up about the other stuff. Talk about that with your groups on the on the internet web that you go to at home at night and your and your faceless eggs on Twitter and just don't say it here and we're fine. By the way, and by the way, he is Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman Canty and Carl on ESPN radio. And you made this point last time we had RG three on ESPN NFL analysts. There are people that you work with that you don't like. And believe me. In my 18-plus years at ESPN Radio, there are plenty of people I've run across that said, right, man, well, I, tell me a few of them. Uh, I'm not going to name names here. Come on, let's, let's spill the tea. Give me a few. You, 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 there, the, there, there was one program director I worked here with that said, who shall remain nameless, Larry Gifford, although we're friends now. <laughs> we're friends now. I'll say it right now. We're friends now. But when he first came on the scene, I said, man, I can't believe i got to work for that blankety-blank because he and I always butted heads. He always seemed to be saying something stupid that had wow. nothing to do with my career. Now, we were able to come to a meeting of the minds where he changed, I evolved the whole nine yards, and we're more than friends now. But there's always somebody that you work with that you say to yourself, man, I can't believe I got to work next to that blankety blank. But it's not so much of working with that person. It's how much you want to put up with. And if that person or your job is worth you putting up with that person. That's true. And that's what Washington did. The defensive player said, I like our head coach. I like the guys in our locker room. We got to deal with that blankety blank. So be it. But that blankety blank screws up one more time. We're not going to deal with that. Everybody's gone through that. It depends on what you want to put up with. And if your job or your occupation is worth dealing with that person to put up with that. By the way, I didn't expect you to actually say a name. So that surprised me. I, I Matt, will say, you know though. You've me for more than a minute. You know I, think, I keep it 100 all the true. time. Man. I think a lot of it's about how much leverage you have, too. Sure. Like, I mean, the bottom line is. Let's just be real. Some people can say things other people can't because of how good they are at their job. I guess Jack Del Rio had enough leverage to get through. I don't think he should have been fired, even though I think he seems like a goober. I don't think he should have been fired. I think actually the resolution they did made the most sense. And by the way, we'll ask a former NFL defensive player how he would have reacted if Jack Del Rio was his defensive coordinator. That's next on Canty and Carlin, and this is ESPN Radio. When keeping it real goes wrong. 